Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when you come out the show. What's up? And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. We are back after a little hiatus here, and we are here to preview the 2022 RBC Canadian Open. It's going to be a fun one up there in old Canada. Check out the podcast on Twitter at Always Press DFS. I'm Matt B. Dientrick, and my co-host is always on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, man? I'm doing well. I feel like we need to do like a uh, kind of like a Kevin Naw type of statement as far as, you know, two art. <laughs> To our fan, did you see his statement to our to my fan? Yes, yes. So, like, to our fan out there, we apologize for being off the last couple of weeks. Just life stuff happening, just different stuff, and we apologize. But I'm glad to be back. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Yes, life stuff is happening. Life stuff is pretty much better now. So we are going to uh, rock and roll. And like I told Jesse right before I hit record, barring something stupid. We'll be back with you guys each and every week like we used to be. So uh, should be back business as usual. Thanks for those that have checked in. Uh, thanks for those in the fancy Degens Discord that are still playing golf and having fun in there. So uh, we're back at it, and we're here to, to preview the Canadian Open. Obviously, um, if you want live golf talk, like we could talk about it some other time if you want. We can briefly hit it here. There's chatter everywhere. Mayo's doing yeah. it. Um, any podcast you listen to, they're talking about it. Uh, I want to see the first event before I get too excited or too downplayed of it. Like, it's cool. You got DJ. You got Phil Fowler might be going. Um, Pat Perez apparently might be going to Portland. Like, which, that one dropped which today. Which so. is weird to me because, like, he was on the subpar golf yep. uh, podcast back in February. was, like, dogging it, the whole Bomb thing. Up, and, sure. like, yeah. So, I, I mean, maybe he sees the money and the potential and is like, let's go. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously everybody's had their take on it and, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it, it sucks from the perspective of like the golf fan who wants to see all the best golfers every week. Um, but we don't get down the PJ tour anyway. So, yep. you know, I mean, why not have something alternative and it's going to be different. I, I'm surprised they didn't, um, live stream the draft today. Like, yeah, that was a, that. a wasted opportunity. Like, yeah, you could 100%. have totally had some fun with that. Like, why don't we have a U- the live YouTube channel, and that's the first thing that's on there is this draft, and like we're going to – World Cup draw, but do the draft yeah. and live. Like, it have been perfect. I mean, <laughs> I mean, to me, it just seems like – Simple. A, yeah, really easy thing to get people kind of involved really quickly, but their, their whole – I think what's made people laugh about it is just kind of the, the whole perspective of – how they've done things so far. It's been very elementary mm-hmm. um, and, and just not as professional as you would think with as much money as, as, as involved here. Uh, but I mean, we'll see, we'll see what the golf is like, what the team events like. I, you know, I, did you see how much money these guys are going to make? In, um, yeah. Just playing, is, just showing up. This is why I can't blame anyone for doing it. I can't. Personally. Either, like I get it. I get, when you want to be the best of the best, you want to be on a PGA tour. Cause you want to win the trophies and everything. They're still getting to play in the majors. If you can qualify. Right. And that's a big, if still cause of OWGR and they might have to play on the Asia tour. And, um, EPAT from the score made a great, I saw him in a Twitter thread, made a great point that if, um, Tiger's little slap and play in Bahamas can get OWGR yeah, points, live should be able to get them too. Cause there's a better, that's actually a better field of a deeper field. So that'll be something to monitor as well. Um, but it's like, I, I mentioned Pat Perez, like we talked about, does the Portland events in a couple of weeks. 
Fowler is supposed to be going over. You're going to see some more dudes show up now once they see Dustin basically tee it up and like kind of break the mold. You're going to right. see some other guys go and realize, okay, if we do this, this, and this, because you mentioned the money, um, was it like forty million a week or something. Yeah, four Not million to, to first. Yeah, four, yeah, four million to first, which you, you don't get anywhere basically. No. Um, and then all just the guaranteed money, like DJ got around 150, Phil apparently close to 200 million. Um, like that's just insanity. I like, heard they offered Tiger over 500 million. Yeah, I can't remember what show I was listening to because I listened to a few different shows just because I was curious about the live stuff. Like everyone's got their opinion, like you said, but um, I think it was one like rap report. I forget his first name. He works for like Golf Channel or something. Daniel. Daniel, yeah, he was on maybe the Pat McAfee show actually, and um, he was saying they said upper upper hundreds of millions right and so the speculation is it was anywhere from eight to nine hundred million dollars and for tiger to say no which given tiger's got all the money in the world like he basically owns nike he's gonna own probably whatever he wants basically like he could just name his price for the pga tour uh they, they, they invented pip for him basically um but it'll be interesting to see where that goes with more of these players because if they keep getting more of these guys to go then they still get to play in the majors and now you got a limited, like literally, you play four months a year instead of twelve. Like that's what right. some of these guys have said, and I don't blame them. Like if I can make all this life changing money, like Taylor Gooch is going to probably make fifty million dollars or something. He'll never make that probably in his career playing PGA golf. No, he wouldn't. He had to win a lot to do that. Yes, for sure. Um, so it makes sense. It, it does. That the, the only like the only the only reason I can see why it's even a question is because where that money comes from. And obviously we're, yes. we're not a political show. And so I get why people are like, this is a little bit, yes. you know, fucked 100%. up. Um, but you know, I mean, if, if they offered me money to go play on that tour, I don't know that I would turn it down. You know well, I mean? I mean, obviously it's, I'm not a professional golfer, but Tiger, I think the reason Tiger's not going is he's got the wins record, uh, to try to, to try to break. I think he's tied with Byron Nelson right now. And then obviously too, he's going to try to go after the, you know, the majors record. Yeah. And, and he knows that like he wants to stay in good graces with the PGA. So. Yeah. And, uh, Feinberg, who everybody knows, if you listen to the show, he said, there's probably a good chance that Tiger like own the P the senior tour. So like, you can't, they get snakes in that, which makes a ton of sense. Um, so that's interesting. And then the other thing I actually taught, I was, I was in a thread with Feinberg on that I think is very interesting because if you look at this field, you have some amateurs or some young guys, I could foresee like some college kids, kind of like NIL stuff, jumping over here before they even try to get a PGA card. So they've never been in the PGA right. tour. It's right. like leaving college early, basically, yep. going over there making millions of dollars and you're like, oh, okay, now I'm ready to go to the PGA. Like, what's to stop that from happening? Right. That no, could, I agree. That could get fun. I mean, and, and going back to your, you know, we'll, we'll go off ranking. Like, why, why would this not have OWGR points if, you know? Yeah. If you if you got a field that of a bunch of professional golfers, I mean, just why would it not why would it not exactly. count? So it's going to, and it's going to make things interesting. And it's fifty four hole events, and the shotgun starts bizarre but interesting. Um, and there's just so many things that I think we'll probably keep talking about weekend, like a little bit here and there as we see events take place. And like I said, there's gonna be a lot more big names, maybe not huge names, but bigger names right. or more household names. They're gonna start jumping out in the next few weeks. They're gonna make people go. Oh, there was yeah. one guy that surprised me. That's Taylor Gooch. The yeah. rest of them. It's because he's so young and kind of on the cusp. Right, right, right. And he was, you know, playing really good golf for the last year or so. But I mean, 
dollar signs, man. Money yeah. talks. So it's a lot of dollar signs. It so uh, we'll check that out. And uh, yeah, we missed the the PGA. We missed a, a couple of big uh, tournaments. JT got the the, the latest major. Scheffler almost won another tournament after missing a cut, but uh, Sam Burns keeps getting it done. Uh, any any highlights from recent weeks? We've missed a little bit of time here, but we don't have to go into it too much. But anything that stood out to you over the last few weeks? I've had more low lights than anything else. Like uh, I had a pretty good lineup last weekend. Cam Young shot eighty four um, on oh, Sunday. Uh, so I mean, yeah, it's been uh, it's been golf, but I mean, I, I feel like. Uh, you know, it's most likely if you're listening to this, you've already heard about it. So yep. I say we sure. just hop into the Canadian Open. Canadian Open time, and it's a top-heavy field, as you'll hear everywhere. It's 156 golfers. Uh, we've had uh, – if you follow Bolton on Twitter, there's eight changes already because of withdrawals and everything. So a lot of guys coming in and out. So keep an eye on that as you build your lineups. But uh, what do you got for some past event history? It's been a few years. Yeah, so the last uh, iteration of this tournament was in 2019, pre-COVID. The last two years were can- was canceled due to the obviously the pandemic. Um, you know, Rory won it last or last time, which was in 2019, 2200. But that was at Hamilton Golf Club. The four times before that were at Glen Abbey. That was DJ won that. Uh, Vegas back to back in 16 and 17. Jason Day in 15. The last time it was held at this golf course, um, Carl Peterson won the golf tournament 14 under and he won it one shot over Dean Wilson 2010 everything you need to know right there folks yeah that's back before I was like grinding the PGA tour so I remember Carl Peterson when we first started playing you know PGA DFS in the I guess it was around 2015 you know he was still he was still playing then but he's uh obviously since gone on to other things Yep, it's changed quite a bit with him. But like you said, it's been it's 2010 here. It's usually at Glen Abbey. And apparently they're going to rotate it quite a bit here in the upcoming years. By St. George's Golf and Country Club, it's a par 70, a uh, little over 7,000 yards, not too much more. There's five par threes, three par fives, ten par fours. Uh, the par threes range in all distances. Three of them are over 200 yards. The rest of them are, are below 200. All three par fives are very gettable in two. Um, I believe it's six or seven of the par fours are 400 to 450 with a couple below 400. So you're going to be looking at the the par fours four to four or four fifty to five hundred basically par three scoring par five scoring will be very important as usual. The greens are bent poa overseed, so a little mix as we've seen most of the Canadian golf courses have, like Glen Abbey had those and others. They're rather small undulating greens surrounded by bunkers. So if you're missing your target, you're going to have to do some scrambling, and a lot of it involves bunker play. So that's important. Fairways are rather narrow. Um, most of the time, at least back in 2010, the rough wasn't too bad, but there's rumors with the U.S. Open next week that they're growing the rough out and it's going to be tricky. So if you can find anything on that, that's what you'd want to go. If the if the rough isn't bad, then actually not nearly important. As you'd expect, you can bomb it more. But uh, with being a short course, most will take less than driver already. Try to find the fairway. Approach game will be very, very important. And um, that's the gist of it. It's just uh, I think it's accuracy off the tee, solid approach game, scramble a little bit if you can get hot with the putter, small greens. Uh, what are you looking at this week? Yeah, I mean, it's similar stuff. I, I Obviously, back in 2010, the winning score was 14 under. Um, so it's not a super easy golf course. It's just kind of middle of the road. Uh, I still like waiting birdie or better over bogey avoidance, um, especially if you're trying to find a winner. If you're trying to find cut makers, obviously you can find those guys who just avoid bogeys as much as possible um, and are kind of par makers. You know, I'd say the cut would be close to – I would say even uh, somewhere around in there, if I was guessing. 
Yeah, this will be interesting because, like I said, it's top-heavy field. It, it, the bottom's really bad. So it's got the Mexico Open vibe to it, but yes. there's better players up top. So it's not just John Ron by himself this week. Um, but it's um, it's going to be interesting builds. Let's put it that way. So let's get into those builds. Let's talk some DK for the week here. And we'll start 10K and above. Scotty Scheffler is 11-1. JT's 10-9. Rory, 10-5. Cam Smith, 10-3. Shane Lowry, 10-1. And Sam Burns wraps up a loaded $10,000 range. Yep. Start with uh, Scheffler up top for me. I mean, pretty much every week he's in the field. I'm just going to play him. Um, surprised he didn't play last week at, at the Memorial. I would have actually liked to play him last week. But uh, besides the miscut to PGA Championship where he just absolutely trunk slammed coming in, coming home on Friday, apparently I was actually uh, in a golf tournament myself like that whole week, so I did not really pay a whole hell of a lot of attention. But from what I was told, he just basically – just trunk slam coming in on Friday. Uh, you know, I mean, he's just playing obviously really good golf. Three wins this year. Second place is last time out the Charles Schwab challenge. Uh, Cam Smith would be another guy that I would most definitely play. Um, I mean, like pretty much Cam, Shane Lowry, and Scotty Scheffler, I'm just going to play them until they quit playing so well. In particular, if you look at Shane Lowry, he hasn't missed a cut this year uh, playing solid golf. I feel like a win's coming for him soon. Uh, could it be this week? I mean, it could, but um, I, I like Shane. It just sucks that they're all three, you know, above 10K because this field is so bad. After, yeah, like you said, after about 7,000. It's tough. Like Burns and up are thir- they're ranked 13th or better in my model. If you take Burns out, Lowry and up are 8th or better in my model. Like they're yeah. all from Lowry's third, Scheffler's first. Um, these are all elite plays, to say the least. Uh, you're kind of cherry picking it. So you want to play ownership, you can. Lowry and Rory at this moment are projected to be the highest, but they're all projected to be about 14% or better right now. So they're all going to be pretty popular and spread out up here. I think Shuffler is the way to go if you can. I love what Scotty's doing. At the same time, if it is an accuracy in the fairway, shot makers golf course, that can bring JT into play in a big, big way. So that's intriguing with JT at 10-9. But I can't disagree with anything you said with Cam Smith, Shane Lowry. They're all great plays in this one. Um, I guess you have to be picky if you're worried about accuracy off the tee. Um, Thomas, Cam Smith, and Sam Burns are not great at finding yeah. the fairway compared to the rest of them. But like literally, I'm just nitpicking at little things right now. They're all outstanding golfers and uh, are rated very highly. Like Sam Burns is number one in this field in par five scoring, and you want to be very good in par five scoring. All five of the or six of these guys, if you want to just do DK scoring, are seventh or better in this field. The top five guys in DK scoring are in this 10K range. So. It's going to be hard to avoid them. Usually, like Jesse and I'll have a lot of sh- lot of tournaments. Like, oh, we're just going to skip the 10K range. Right. It's going to be tough to avoid these guys and try to make some money. This week. It's very well justified with these price that those prices yeah. for those guys this week. Yeah, they are elite. All right, 9K range, which is a gigantic 9K range. Matt Fitzpatrick, who ruined me last weekend, yeah. is ninety nine hundred dollars. Yeah. HV three ninety seven. Connors ninety six. Hatton ninety five. Finau ninety four. Hadwin ninety three. Munoz ninety two. Kirk ninety one. And Keith Mitchell up to nine thousand dollars more expensive than Taco Tits himself. So, what do you like in the nine K range? Yeah, I mean, obviously Fitzpatrick coming off the miscut there, that was tough last week. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure what Worst the, putting the week putter. There you go, yeah, the putting. Yeah, I can see that now. It's very like red on Fantasy putting. Labs. I mean, previous to that, he had two straight top twos and he missed missed a cut. Two straight top fifteens miscut. Two straight top. I mean, like his worst finish. 
if he makes the cut, is 14th since the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am back in February. I mean, that's pretty solid. Um, and in my opinion, a great GPP play. I, I would think his ownership would be less um, this week after the miscut, although, you know, I mean, it only came down a little bit after his last miscut, uh, and it was just similar, you know, the, the time before he missed the cut. So, you know, he's about 18% owned last week. You know, you could hopefully – we could hopefully get him around 15%, which I think is totally fine, and I'm, I'll, I'll play Fitzpatrick for sure. Connors at 9,600, um, you know, from just a – Obviously, the guy we know the guy's a great ball striker. If he can just make some putts, and and maybe potentially this isn't as tough of a or is a little bit of a more tough of a track, so it's not a putting fest like we're used to. He played pretty well last week, finished thirteenth at the Memorial. Hatton at ninety five hundred, kind of surprised he's not in London, uh, but you know he hasn't missed a cut uh, since he started playing on the PJ Tour this year back in uh, March at the at the API. So. Solid golfer. I, I would trust him to make the cut this week as well. Munoz at 9,200. Uh, I mean, he gets some um, uh, – he's definitely going to get a look for me um, just because he played well to Byron Nelson, which he finished third, and he was in contention for a long time, and he also has not missed a cut in a long time. The American Express was his last missed cut. Chris Kirk playing solid golf as well. It's a pretty good range. Um, Kirk has three straight made cuts. I mean, of the guys up here, like Kirk would be like lowest on my list, but I feel like that's going to be the same for everybody else too. So you might be able to get him at some lower ownership. He did finish fifth at the PGA Championship, uh, 15th, Charles Schwab, and 53rd last week. So three straight made cuts and, and solid finishes there for Kirk. Yeah, Kirk is seventh in my model. So I'm, I'm intrigued by him. He's great around the green, great tee to green, fifth in opportunities gained over the last 24 rounds in this field. So I do like Kirk quite a bit. It's a, it's a great range all around. Like I will 100% be going back to Fitzpatrick. He's second in my model. Um, it was the worst putting week of his career. His second worst putting week of his career. Same golf tournament time before. Like he just he's one of the better putters on tour. So it was kind of a I was gonna notch that one up to variance right there. He just could not get the putter going. But uh, I'll, I'll go right back to him at 9900. Uh, HV3 and Munoz are the two interesting ones to me because they seem like they're a little mispriced in this range. Both really good golfers, like HV3 is ninth in my model. Uh, sixth in DK scoring the last 24 rounds. Munoz is 14th. He's second in par fours, 450 to 500. So you could get some low ownership on those guys. Um, but uh, you can't go wrong. I think Connors and Hadwin are going to get a lot of pub being the Canada guys up here. So I'm probably just going to ignore them completely. And it might backfire on me. But uh, Fitz is the main dog I want here. But you can make arguments for all these guys like Hatton, Finau. Finau is one that just gets overlooked week in and week out now because people are kind of fed up with him, but he's been slowly putting some good golf together. He's fourth in my model, so he could be a guy that you could sneak in here at some low ownership and make a make a difference as well in the 9K range. 8K range, you got Patty Reed at 89, Rose 88, Thigala 87, Vegas 85, Mac Hughes 84, Hogard 83, Todd 82, C.T. Pan 81. If you didn't you get a, a sing, I don't even know what a Cinco bogey, a uh, – Hectagon bogey, whatever. You've got a 10 on a par five yeah, I was gonna talk on about Thursday. That. It's brutal. Yeah. So yes, what do you was. got here? Because I, I played CT because yes, he had some I. pretty good course history last week. Um, yeah, and it made that 10, still made the cut, and just had an atrocious, atrocious weekend. Like, yep. um, But Thigala at 87, uh, he played solid golf last week. He was uh, uh, toward the top of the leaderboard, finished fifth. 
Hasn't missed a cut since the Players' Championship. Probably on the wrong side of the draw at that one. He did miss the cut the week before that, the API. But has played solid golf over the last two months. Um, and I feel like he's going to win at some point, uh, you know, within the next, I would say, calendar year. Brendan Todd, 8,200, another guy who's, who's jumped back on the radar just uh, off of recent form, finished third at the Charles Schwab his last time out, did miss the cut to Byron Nelson. I mean, he's up and down and all around, but I think he's fine. And then, yeah, Pan at, at 8,100, um, like I said, just had just an absolutely terrible weekend. Made a bunch of birdies, though, the during the weekday uh, and finished 53rd. He has not missed a cut since the Players' Championship. So two straight months for him, or three, I guess, at this point, of not missing a cut. Those are really only guys, like, this is a, a tough range. Um, obviously, you m- could make a case for a couple of these other guys, but, I mean, are you? A, is it a Patty Reed week? I, I don't know. I mean, he's he, he, he got off the PXG driver. He's trending better. He's trending better. I'm still not going to play him, but um, he's trending better. Let's put it that way. But I'm going to uh, – getting rid of the PXG was big for him. I, it had to hurt him because that's probably expensive. But, um, yeah, I'm going to stay away from that. He's still wearing a hat. Which is funny, so he must have some club in that bag. That, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You never know with these guys. It's all about yeah. the money, like we said. Like, how is he not in London right now? Him and Rose both. Yeah, like Reed has no reason to stay on the PGA Tour. Zero reason to stay on the PGA Tour. Yeah. So that that that's a very interesting one to me. Uh, maybe he'll be in Portland in a couple of weeks. Uh, for me, like I have Thigala as well, playing some really good golf. He's a, he's probably maybe more cash than GPP, but he's shown some GPP appeal as well. I like Johnny Vegas this week, 24th in my model, 7th in par 5 scoring, 10th in DK scoring. If he can get off the tee, he's got a chance to make some noise. So he could be a fun one. He's had great success at this tournament, different golf course, of course. But uh, he does like playing up here. But Johnny at 85 has my attention. I like Brendan Todd as well, especially if we're looking for fairway finders on a short golf course. That's Brendan Todd 101. And then CT Pan, I'll go right back to him. I hope people got pissed off about the the poor finish last week. But uh, I like him to make the cut and make some noise. He's 20th in my model. Uh, seventh and par three scoring, tenth and uh, f- uh, good drives, sixth and approach. So uh, I'll, I'll go with some CT Pan with you as well. Seventy-five to seventy-nine has a lot of names, Jesse. So who do you like? Yeah, um, not a lot to be honest with you. It starts to get really sketchy below eight K uh-huh. here. But uh, Aaron Rye at seventy-nine hundred, definitely like him. Uh, coming off twenty-sixth place finish at the Memorial, sixty-eighth uh, the week before that, forty-sixth the week before that. He's just playing well um I, you know i've played him a bunch and he's he's hitting a bunch of fairways uh just kind of his problem last week was hitting the green so that's a little bit concerning with small greens this week but i'm sure he can get it fixed with both his gloves on and all of his covers uh and then like the only other guy like that i got checked off here is dylan fratelli and the reason it's dylan fratelli is because the dude has not missed a cut since the yeah. phoenix open not necessarily a great finish. Did finish eighth or finishes did finish eighth at the Texas Open, which is his best finish uh, since then. Um, but just basically making cuts and you know in this type of field might be able to sneak inside the top twenty, which is all you would really need. Yeah, I'm with and you. And that's it. Like literally, I can't. I, I've tried to make cases and I clicked on all these guys and I just can't do it. I got a few more, but Aaron Rye I have he's 16th in my model, fourth in par fours, 450 to 500. Uh, I like the way he's playing as well. I have Dylan Fratelli as well. He's 32nd in my model, and he just nothing super flashy, but he's consistently like putting up, you know, he's like 20th in this thing, 40th in this one. Like he's just he's just kind of all across the board, and he's 22nd in opportunities gained, so he's giving himself a chance. If he gets hot with a putter, that's going to be big. But some other guys, 
Um, if you're talking tournaments, I'm always a, a fan and a sucker for Mark Hubbard because when he gets hot, he gets real hot. He's 19th in my model. He's eighth in the proximity I'm looking at, 24th in DK scoring. Um, so he's he's interesting in tournaments. Adam Long as well. He's 26th in my model. He's a, a good fairway finder. Um, if he can just get the putter going, he's interesting in tournaments. That's kind of where you're at in tournaments in this area, of course. The other two I'll mention is Tyler Duncan's 15th in my model. Putting's always his weakness. Other than that, great par three score. Good on the proximities I'm looking at. Decent fairway finder. Um, so he'd be one. And then Smotherman, I believe he's a Canadian, actually. Um, he'd be one to keep an eye on. 29th in my model. Ninth in opportunities gained in this field. He's horrible around the green, though. So if he's not fighting the green, that could be a quick exit there. But these are definitely GBP-type plays as you get down here. So be very, very careful. 7K to 74, Jesse, who you liking? Again, I've only got two I can really click on. I mean, it's 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 rough, dude. I I, I wasn't Perez like what, what was his price before he withdrew? Was it like eight K or seventy five? I believe I had him right here seventy six. Yeah, see, I was gonna really want to play him. Like he's rating good too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he played pretty well last week, but I guess he's gonna go after the money. But either way, uh, Lipsky um, at seventy three hundred, uh, three straight made cuts for him. Um, all inside the top 50, finished sixth at the Mex- Mexico Open a couple months ago or a month ago at this point. Uh, you know, he's just a, a, a dude who's made, made more cuts than he's missed, which is really, really good in this range. Uh, Nick Hardy at 7,200 is another guy. The, the model likes him. Um, you know, uh, why? I don't know. Miscut, miscut. Didn't miss a cut, then a bunch of miscuts. I mean – you know, it's sketch. So I, I just, you tell me, man, like you probably have a better idea of some of these guys down here than, than I do. I just can't figure out who to play. Now this, this area comes down to, do you believe the stats or do you believe current form? Because if you believe current form, Milan and Grillo has played well his last three or four golf tournaments, but it's Grillo. He ranked 78th in my model. It's like nothing. He's horrible on par five scoring. He's 110th <laughs> in opportunities gained. So doesn't like super appealing to me, but if you look at yeah. current form, he's there. Um, Johnny Huh is very interesting. He's 35th in my model. Um, he's like 17th in opportunities gained. He finds the fairways pretty well. Um, his proximity is not ideal, but everything else is pretty solid. Like he's got a Fratelli looking stat line for a little bit cheaper. So he's interesting. I like Lipsky a lot. I had him as well. Sixth in par five scoring in this field, ninth in opportunities gained, eighth in par, uh, DK scoring. So he's interesting. Uh, Steven Yeager at 73. He's 34th in my model. He's ninth in par three scoring, 10th in the proximity I'm looking at. Uh, if you can find the fairway, he should be able to put some birdie chances together for you. I'm a sucker for Nate Lashley. He's been very, very polarizing of late, but he still rates out phenomenally. He's horrible on par five scoring, but everything else he's really good at. Par fours, 450 to 500. He's 11th. He's 19th in good drives, 15th in DK scoring over the last 24 hours, 25th in approach. So uh, Lashley at 72. And then you'll get some Svensson talks. He's the Canadian that people love at 71. Um, and then Dougie Gim. At twenty eight, uh, at seven K, twenty eighth in my model, eighth off the tee, but not doing much else. Like I don't love Gim at all. Like I had Novak down here because he's just making cuts, but it's not great. So yeah, not a lot to love down here. Basically, like Lashley, Jaeger, Lipsky, Johnny Huh would be the kind of guys I look at. But it's bad. It's real bad. It's gonna make it tough to play one of those ten K guys too, man. Yeah, because it gets worse. Uh, yeah, or, no, it does. Or, for in all sure. honesty, I'd almost rather just play these six K guys than the seven K guys than play the ten K guy. That's yeah. where I kind of sit because there's really not a ton separating a lot of the eights to sevens to sixes guys here. 
not much right. when you really right. break it down. So take the gamble and take the big dog up top and see what happens. Uh, speak of the 6K range, who you like in here? Um, so at the top, Brandon Wu at 6,900. Uh, I think he's mostly been on the Corn Ferry Tour, but he did play last week. Actually, he's, yeah, he's been playing actually quite a bit on the PGA Tour. 69th, uh, made the cut at the Memorial Shot, 80. Both yeah, days on the weekend. Sunday. And he had an eagle on Sunday, too. He shot yep. 80 with an eagle. Yep. It was an impressive eagle, too, because they, they showed it to make sure like it was like a five-wood off the deck or something. But Maybe uh, maybe you can answer this question for me. What the hell happened on Sunday? Did you watch golf on Sunday? I didn't I watch any. I watched a little bit. I was watching a little bit at home. So was the wind just, blowing? Uh, no. Just, some just guys, the greens that hard? Yeah. Some guys were just having some, some shit luck. Like it was, it was the profile. If you didn't find the fairways, you're in trouble. And um, like that was Cam Smith's biggest problem. He was finding the rough left and right off the tee. And that just brutalized him. But um, yeah, Wu is all over the place except one par five, and he just he went, like, navigated the two bunkers and it rolled up nicely to, for the eagle. Other than that, it was not pretty. Well, I mean, you know, if you look at Wu, he's he's hitting. He last week he hit sixty five percent of the fairways, but then missed like almost half the green. So, and scrambling was was not good. I mean, it, it's a wonder he, like he made the cut, but obviously he did. Um. Justin Lower at 6,800 is another guy. He did miss the cut last week, but before that he had made three straight cuts um, on tour. So he's another guy that I, I would you know look at. Callum Terran at 67 um, is a guy that uh, has made three consecutive cuts on tour. His last time out was the Byron Nelson. He finished 46th. Um, he does have about equal missed cuts to made cuts this year, but you know, again, this is where we're at. Um, and it's just like, I don't know, man. I went through a lot of these guys down here too. I, it's hard for me to click on very many of them. Like Sam Ryder, I would normally want to play. Yeah. But he hasn't made a cut yep. since uh, the players. Yeah. Now I'm with you. I was looking at him. I'm like, how's he down here with the rest of these yeah, guys? Right. Oh, yeah, right. It's like, oh, this is be great. The Sam Ryder's down here. Yeah. No, no, he hasn't made a cut in two months. Yep. I'm with you. I'm with you. I was looking. Um, for me, I got a couple, but it's not pretty. Like, if I just follow the model, Luke Donald's 31st in my model. He's first in this field in par three scoring. He's first in proximity 175 to 200. He's 124th on par fives, so that's not ideal. But he's 25th in DK scoring in this field. 25th. Luke Donald. Just keep that in mind over the last 24 rounds. Uh, Vaughn Taylor's 12th in my model. Eighth in par three scoring. Fifth in the proximity. Tenth in fairways gained. Ninth in opportunities gained in this field. These are not sexy names, but you could see, you could at least see like Taylor make the cut. I'm not saying he's going to be. You could see on a short plotting course with small greens like Pebble Beach, you could see Taylor making the cut. Uh, if you want some GPP plays, Shadoshi Kadaira, he's the guy that's always boomer bust. So at 67, he, he's third in proximity, ninth in opportunities gained in this field. Horrific in the par fours we're looking at. Bad putter. I like the uh, Kalem Taran call. He's 89th in my model. He cannot drive the ball in the fairway to save his life. But uh, he's 143rd in the field in fairways gained. But he's 19th in opportunities gained over the last 24 rounds and 12th in DK scoring. So that's a great GPP play at 6700 bucks. That is the example of boomer bust. And then if you want two punts, one guy I've been punting with a lot this year is Scott Gajitsky. He's 40th in my model. Can't putt worth a lick. But he's a, he's a he can birdie in bunches. He's 27th in opportunities gained. I've tilted him many weeks. He's either made the cut or just missed it for me, but he's always cheap, so he's 65. And then David Lingmer's 22nd in my model. Um, it's not pretty, but he's uh, 19 in proximity, 40th in DK scoring. Uh, it's it's ugly. Like Jesse said, you don't want to be down here if you don't want to. 
Uh, let me just throw like a name out to you just for fun. Like you have uh, Dylan Woos down here, but he's been playing horrible. Like Danny Lee's down here. Um, he's a guy we've seen always get stuff done from time to time. Barjon's down here. Carlos Ortiz has been playing horribles down here. Bryce Garnett's actually decently ranked down here. You got Harry Higgs. You have um, and then the other one I was looking at. Um, Hayden Buckley was a very popular name recently. He's down here as well. So I don't know. It sucks, but there's at least guys we've seen GPP wise click from time to time. Yeah, this might be the only like this might be the only, and I don't think it's true, but this might be the only week that the uh, Live Tour has a better uh, field than <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possible, possible PGA Tour. But this is why, like that Mexico Open, Rom and like all seven K guys won the thing. Like you yeah. didn't want to dig in, you didn't want to double dip up top and get the sixes. Yeah, we'll see how this one goes. We'll have to build some lineups and see how it plays out. But in order to do so, let's recap things real quick. Who is your top K in the 10K and above? I, I'm going to say Shane Lowry, um, just for the simple fact that it saves a little bit of money. Um, I'm going to obviously love Scotty Scheffler, but I'm going to say Shane Lowry. Yeah, Lowry's third from my model. Scheffler's first. I'll be slightly different, and I'll say Justin Thomas because I think he might be one of the lower-owned in this range. But, um, yeah, they're all phenomenal plays, as we mentioned before. Uh, 9K range, who you like? Um, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Fitz, Fitz is the play. If you have to take someone besides Fitz, I would say Chris Kirk for me at 91. 8K range. Uh, it is Thigala. I'll go Johnny Vegas. Johnny Vegas for me. Uh, 75 to 79. Um, Aaron Rye. I'll go with Adam Long. Uh, 7K to 74. Lipsky. I like Lipsky a lot. I think that's a great play this week. Um, I will go with Nate Lashley. God, it's ugly. Uh, 6K range. I'll say uh, Justin Lower. I'll just say punt it and go Gajutski. Just hope he runs hot on the par fives. Just hope he runs hot. Um, cash games are going to be very tough this week with this. Like You have to go as balanced as balanced can be. So where would yeah. you start your cash lineups at? Yeah. Um... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I mean, like, I would think, like, Hatton kind of starting there. That still leaves 8,100, so you don't have to dip super low. Um, Fratelli would be another one. And then, uh, I mean, Rye, I guess. I, I don't feel good about that lineup as far as. I, yeah, it's it's tough. I'd go Chris Kirk, um, Brendan Todd, and uh, C.T. Pan. That's where I would go for now. But tournaments, this is a great tournament week, as much as people might want not want to believe that. Where would you start your tournament builds at? We're going to go uh, Lowry, Fitzpatrick, and then uh, Lipsky. It still leaves almost 7,600. 7, That's not bad. That's not bad at all, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Fitz. Give me Fitz, Chris Kirk, and Johnny Vegas, and we'll see where things take us from there. That could be a lot of fun as well. When we go to DKSportsBook.com, we get to see um, the odds. Shuffler's plus 700. JT's plus 700. Those are your two favorites this week. Anything stand out to you? As you you'd have to imagine one of the big dogs wins, but you never know. Yeah, um, I don't have the odds pulled up, so you go ahead. Yeah, there's nothing I really like. It's like <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's the big dogs. Like Matt Fitzpatrick, 16 to one, but that doesn't feel comfortable at all. Yeah, uh, like HV HV three is 22 to one. That is insane. Yeah, that's uh, maybe, really low. There's some value there with Finau at 30. Yeah, it's not bad for Finau. But he just doesn't ever win. 
I think this is a like I know it's a lazy answer, but I think this is a great week for like top twenty bets. Like just take some of these bombs at the bottom and see see where they roll. Yeah, that's even, about the even, only route. Even Johnny Vegas is plus two twenty five to top twenty. Like that's not horrible. Aaron Rice plus three hundred. Lipsky's plus three hundred. You can probably have a little more fun that way. Yeah, I would definitely not. Uh, I mean, unless you can parlay like one of those top guys with somebody that gets some good odds that you really think is going to win. It's really, really difficult. Um, Lowry at 16 is not terrible, but do I want to bet Lowry to win at 16 to one against JT and Scheffler and Cam Smith? I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's, it's tough. There's no sugar coating this one at all. And um, I was going to see, they don't have it. They don't have the live live tour here. I've, I know there's odds for live, but um they don't have it on DK, so I was going to have some fun with that. I heard, D, I heard DJ's plus 350 to win that thing. Uh, so <laughs> that, that, that's where we're at on that one. But Probably should uh, be even money. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Even though he hasn't played that well, but like none of those guys who've gone over there. It's an oosty like, week, dude. It's actually oosty. lightening it up. Yeah, I, that <laughs> I could see that. I could see you. Or, and it's it's a, it's a, it's in London, so you could probably get like your Westwoods, your McDowell's, one of those guys uh, to to do some things. It's gonna be interesting because the best part about that live deal is if DJ sucks. Oh man, it's gonna be electric. Yeah, it's gonna for be sure. So, I mean, yeah. and and he's kind of stuck at this point because they gave him so much money and he's committed. He's resigned. So, but I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter if he plays well to him. Think about this. I was I, I almost tweeted it today, but I didn't. So say the live tour like falls in like three years, just mm-hmm. gone, and all these guys resign. Yeah, so they have to go back to the corn fairy tour to qualify. Well, for the so PGA card. <laughs> there was a, apparently there is a uh, like a clause in their contract, which I think Tron Carter from No Laying Up tweeted out today that they have to like wait a year, like they have to apply for reinstatement, then wait a year to get back in. Okay. And then they resume where they were, something along those lines. Um, okay, but yeah, I mean, it's status whenever they want to come back. After it might that. amount to somebody like Taylor Gooch, obviously, who is young, potentially having to go back through the corn ferry to qualify. That'd be electric. Yeah. That'd be so much fun seeing some of these dudes have to go back to the corn ferry. That'd be awesome. But uh, yeah, I mean, I doubt DJ would do that. No, no, DJ, he's already counting his money, and him and Paulina are doing their thing. So right. they're, they're, they're more than okay right about now. Right. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be a fun one. See how it goes this weekend in London. Shotgun starts, 54 holes, like team play. What time is play. it starting? Do we know? I have no idea, but I'm looking forward. Like, I'm weirdly looking forward to it just because <laughs> I, wa- I want it to succeed because I want to see what other big names go to Portland. Like, I <laughs> want. I want the chaos to continue. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't disagree. I think the chaos is good for golf because it creates more of so a buzz. buzz. There's so much buzz on golf it. right now. the The problem is though, over in London, obviously they're way ahead of us in time. So yeah. it might be in the middle of the night, and the damn thing will be over with before we even wake up. Especially you. Yeah, I'm screwed. But, uh, <laughs> I, I Portland will be crazy. fun though. Portland will be a blast. That's right on my time zone, so we're yeah. good there. So we'll see how that goes. But probably. I don't even know if they've even have a, a TV deal or anything yet. Like Isn't last I heard, heard, they YouTube? didn't have one. I heard YouTube. They have it's going to be broadcast live on their YouTube or something. Hmm. How well that'll be again? Missed opportunity to, to start drawing people and get some subscribers yeah. into their YouTube with the fucking draft today. Because they, they they apparently brought uh, one of the former golf channel guys over to be their main announcer. Oh. So, hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm hearing little tidbits today. So we'll see how that all plays out. Going to be fun. More importantly, we've got PGA Tour action. The RBC Canadian Open this week. So hopefully you guys do well there. We'll be back with you guys next week for the third major of the season, the U.S. Open. I believe it's at Brookline Country Club. So that should be an absolute blast and a fun one there because 
Phil's going to come back for that. Yep. DJ's going to come back for that. So it'll really make the, the conversations loud and fun. Give me some questions, man. Do you think they even do press conferences? They're going to have to. That's probably part of the deal. I would think. <laughs> I think I don't it's know. like, I think it's mandatory. So it'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be a lot of I'm looking forward to it. Get, get the popcorn ready, folks. Should be a good, should be a good week. But uh, make sure you guys check out Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods, the podcast at Always Press DFS. And I am on Twitter at BDN Trick. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with you guys next week. This was your 2022 RBC Canadian Open preview. Catch you all later. Oh,